podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to a post-conference special for Anfield Index. Especially again in a couple of ways, ladies and gents, because it's the Carabao coming up. It's not your standard league or even a European game this time. And interestingly enough, Pep Linders, or the Dutch for Marmite, as it translates, some love him, some hate him, as we know, stands in for Jurgen Klopp in these. And understandably, he was in a pretty jovial mood, big smiles all round. And why shouldn't he be, really? The Reds are flying, so, you know, flog a few copies of the book, get a few yoga sessions on the go with the boys that he's downloaded from Google, all those types of things. Just nothing too serious there, ladies and gents, before you send me any hate comments or anything like that. But let's get into the press conference itself. Now, he was happy to answer everything and anything about any players. He waxed lyrical about them. We've got a list of stuff to go through. And he gave a bit of praise to Leicester early doors in the first question. Talked about how they're going well in the championship. But after that, it was a wax lyrical session about our players. So where did he start? He started with Ben Doak. So he was asked, you know, how much more? What are the expectations around this boy? He said he's young. A lot of things can happen. In Holland, we grew up with the likes of Johan Cruyff and those systems. And the most special thing is having the idea of the wingers going on the outside, creating with their speed, going one-on-one, using their passing, using their speed. So the way you think about in England, you think of players like Overmars and Robin that you guys know. Now, this is a young winger from Scotland, only 17 with the ability to create with skill and individual movement. So it's nice to see. The good thing with Ben, he comes into the squad with players with authority. So he'll never make a sidestep. The boys will tell him. Robbo will scream at him, decision, shout at him. He has this great low gravity and ball control and could go with left and the right foot. He needs to listen to the likes of Salah, Robbo and all the guys that are trying to help him. And at the same level, it's good to see the older players with the younger players who have that hungers. The top teams prove to be the ones who have the balance between that talent and the real experience of the core group. And he named a load of them, but we won't do the full list. That's how we want to construct the squad. Don't know about you, ladies and gents, but you could tell the journal was going here for, is he going to start? Is he going to play? Is like many expecting to. And Linders didn't shoot this down, did he? And I liked that, he, for me, he got to sort of the the root summary of Ben Doak at the moment because I see a lot of criticism or that maybe that's a bit strong, but people, you know, saying they didn't really impress against last. You know, it's just the kids first start, the talent is still 
clearly, clearly there. That he's not dimmed at all after one game. It'll you know, be good for the experience, no doubt. The biggest thing with Ben Doke is he can beat a man in the blink of an eyelid. We've no doubts about that. Go to the byline like Nidders talk about. It's just that final ball, isn't it? That decision. He said that. It's, I love the fact that we're hearing that, you know, Robbo's talking and shouting at him about his decision making. They've got to get that into him and fast, you know, so bad habits don't become ingrained, as it were. But a lot to like with this player. A lot to like and excited and hopeful. Hopeful he gets the start tomorrow. Then another question about Mo Salah and how he's doing. And you know exactly what this was alluding to, i.e. will he be in the squad? Will he be playing? Will he start? All, all those sort of subliminal messages or questioning, shall we say. Interesting response. Said he spoke yesterday with Mo. We have a very, very special player on our hands, a mentor, a leader. You see the skill. I see him though in the building. I see him in the gym. I see him coming early. I see him a real professional with a lot of experience and a man who can lead the team without being captain. It's special that he's with us. It's special how he's doing it. Every game is special and we should cherish this player. He can create a lot out of nothing. And sometimes these guys, you can see, aren't always great people, but Mo is an excellent, excellent person. We spoke yesterday and I said, I love it when you smile, Mo as the game and the ball will smile. There's a, there's a funniness to this answer because he didn't actually answer the question as the journal was trying to lead him to, you know, is he in the squad probably, you know, yes or no, will he start, etc. But he used the alliteration so well, didn't he? Repeated so many phrases and waxed lyrical about Mo Salah without actually saying anything or confirming anything. Now, he's not going to be anyone's or everyone's cup of tea all the time, but... I loved the way he answered that, to be honest, just for me personally. Some woe, it is what it is. The next one, another player on the block, Kelleher asked about, you know, will he get chances in this competition? Good question. You know, how will it work? He said, Cueve has a long-term contract. He's a world-class goalie and could play in any team, literally in the league. He can learn and combine well with Ali. He needs game time and it's good good that he could stay with us. Jürgen gave him perspective. He's happy with us and we want each position with two top ones, which we have. Whatever happens, we can put him in and it doesn't change a lot. He's calm with his feet. He knows where to bring the ball. He can read it. He's an exceptional in one-on-ones, can improve on other things, but he's happy with us and we're happy with him. Again, saying a lot without really going into specifics that the journal was probably looking to lead him towards. And I should say there was a, a bit of a follow-up around, you know, you talked about perspective there. What do you mean? Linda said, of course, it depends how the players react. They have to show it in training. And like every session is the last of your life. If you show, show this, the door is open for Queeb or all of them. And he named a lot. We're so lucky Premier League managers are not watching our sessions. He's like a cat. And has the talent to surprise. Like that one against Lask. He was ruled offside, but the one he saves with his feet. How did he do that? He has the capacity to surprise. Without answering directly, I think it's fair to say we'd all be astonished beyond belief if Kelleher isn't in the lineup. And he's waxing lyrical. And the perspective is that, you know, sounds like, sounds like Jurgen's had the chat with him and he's happy to stay around. 
See how we have all these questions about players, but hey ho. Then a generic question about you know how will you mix and mix and match the lineup? How will you get the balance right? Said that first we want to win the game, especially with the crazy schedule and with the style we play and the pressure and the counter press. It takes a lot from the boys, not just mentally but physically, to be every time on such a high level. So we need to meet, make changes. In the cup, we make more changes, and that sometimes leads to things like debuts. But we're not here to just give debuts. We're here to develop. And he, then he did reel off a, a load like Doe, Luke Chambers, and a few others. But Ben Doe needs game time to develop. It's like Jota said last season, that, that one where we're going for all four trophies. The best thing was staying in those in the League Cup right until the end because it gives players constant game time and all players could stay hungry as they know the next game they could possibly play. A healthy squad needs this as they could all play. And like Joe Gomez, when Trent goes out, we need that. Yeah, I agree with everything he said here. It's it's one of those, the Carabao. You will either be fussed about it or not. You know, it's just some will see it as a pot, some will see it as distraction to the top four or a, a title charge. It tends to fall into one camp or the other. In simple terms, Liverpool, as he was saying, need to rotate and the, the needs must. But at the same time, it does feel better when we're going for those multiple trophies, doesn't it? Like that one we went for all four. So I, I got this point. I understand completely what he was saying here. Next player up to be mentioned, Curtis Jones, who was asked about him in a difficult time in previous seasons. You know, maybe doesn't get game time, but start to find that that best form. And it's a natural question because I don't know why, but it seems to get pillared at times on social media, doesn't it, Curtis? Maybe it's the replacement for others. Who knows? But I, I thought an interesting answer. He's got that scouser mentality like Trent. He's got a dedication, a passion about the game. It's his family and the game. Curtis, I'm really proud of. And you know, we said the other day he played 100 games for Liverpool. If you look at last season, that final third of it and, you know, those last 10 games when he, we changed our setup and he gave us so much energy and what we needed at that time. He deserves to play this season, no doubts about it. But if you ask Curtis, he's happy that Alexis and Dominic are here as his scouser mentality and the team comes first. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, big impact to the end of last season, carried it on to this season a few Unfortunate knock, shall we say, but yeah, he seems to still get pillared and maybe that will never go away, but I thought he was very, very good against West Ham, which we'll come on to later as well. Then the the next few players, that's the, the, the Trent role and would, you know, we badge come into that possibly? Is it, Linda said that not many who can play that position. It's a compliment to Joe Gomez, as I mentioned earlier. Talked about Stefan last year from the coaches. He played, you know, in the middle almost in the sixth. And he was exciting. He played passes and dictates the game a bit different to others. And he proper talent who we want to see in the middle of the pitch. It's not easy to find the right player who can do that Trent role. But Stefan coming back from long term, but it's not possible to play constantly. So we maybe need to find solutions in that position. But Trent is back in training. He's played time at, at centre-back, but not the other areas like full-back as well. And, and then there was a bit of chit-chat and the noise in the press conference and phones going off and all sorts of things. It's interesting, this. Uh, almost an aside, what I took from this is 
this hybrid, the invert fullback, the tread formation, whatever you wish to call it, the only thing I'm surmising again from this is it's here to stay. And they're looking at solutions like Gomez, like Badge, when Trent isn't available to play it. People will have opinions on that about the race, go back to 4 3 3, yada, yada, yada. On the other side, it will be look at the results, the unbeaten run, etc. But the key thing I'm taking from it, this formation seems here to stay. And then why he was in charitable, hospitable, hospitable mood. Darwin was on the block in his form and everything and wax lyrical again about Nunes here. So compliment to Darwin. The fans love him and he has that extreme mentality to, to run right through and arrive in positions no one thinks he can. It's important that he stepped up offensively and defensively. It's nice to see him in a good moment. It's nice to see him positive. It's nice to see him start back to back. He's a pure intuition player. He sees and smells goals. Look at away at Newcastle. It would change any player's life to change the game like how he changed it. How he made nothing from two goals. It gives him confidence and intuition players need that. He speaks better English and he invests a lot in himself. If you look at a player with confidence or without, it's a different player, different guy for these intuition ones. He's trading really hard and he's said about it. We can use him to go over and through and above the press and that option. Yeah, as I think, I, I want to think about, I, I thought about how I phrased this, but naturally, if you think back to, to last season, it was probably Gapo, wasn't it, as the, the main man at number nine, and, and Nunes probably for a period was, was the fifth out of the five forward options. Now, at the moment, I would argue that that's completely flipped on its head for now. Doesn't mean permanently, but for now. I can't think of any metric or any eye test I can see where, at the moment, Gakpo is offering more than Darwin. Darwin's holding it up brilliantly. He's linking to play with others. He's playing a part in moves. He's scoring. He's assisting. He gives us options behind, which Gakpo doesn't. That doesn't all of a sudden mean Gakpo becomes a, a bad player overnight. But even against Jota, you could say, if you want to argue it that way, Darwin Nunes has that starting shirt. He's our number nine and he should be there based on form. I know people are going to be shouting about Carabao now, but yeah, it, it, it's right that he's being like wax lyrical about. And it was almost a, a follow-up as, as James Pearce asked a good question about the pressing from the front. And he said, yeah. And he expanded on that, Linda, saying, yeah, he's doing that well. And, you know, that was why people often saw Gapo in the team, understandably. And listen, that does it, like I said, I'm going to say it again, doesn't make Gapo a bad player. But at the moment, Darwin has the starting shirt. Although, funnily enough, I'm going to say almost uh, contradict myself. I don't want to see him anywhere near Leicester, but we'll come on to that fully. And the final question, because it's a bit of injury, team news. I was asked about Thiago and Trent. So Trent is back in training. This will come too soon for him, but it's all about Tottenham on Saturday. That's all we care about, really, for, for Trent being back at this stage. Thiago is still not back in team training, as he said. So he's got individual sessions, but he's still not back in team training. I mean, he's got the feeling, ladies and gents. I'd, I'd almost be happy if we saw him before the end of the year, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, Thiago... Is still not back in full training. And that was the key bits of the presser. So if we as normal look back to West Ham 
a fascinating game. And importantly, after Europa, a 3-1 victory. So, the opener through a Salah penalty against the run of play. I think it's fair to say. I think West Ham were on top early on. And those are the, probably the two negatives you would take. One, West Ham were early, you know on top from early. That did change you know, from the goal and onwards. But again, a slow start. Maybe got away with it. You think Antonio's missed header. That way should have really buried it. But the biggest negative, that Anfield atmosphere, it was stinking on Sunday. I've got to be honest. You, you know, we had all the normal, is this the library, blah, 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 all that type of thing. But it was not the best atmosphere until the goal went in. And that, well, the next one, Anfield, funnily enough, after the Carabao is the Derby. So let's say we hear, hope we hear far better than that for that early kickoff. But those are the only two negatives. The rest, ladies and gents, on his thoughts, so much to be positive about, really was. How Darwin Nunes misses that almost sitter from the build-up play and then a fan fabulous finish over his head from a beautiful McAllister dink, whatever you want to call it. Super positives for both those players. Positives as well, got a shout-out, because the normal characters like Salas, the boss, like all those superb. That back line, big shout-out to Joel Matip, who has Mikhail Antonio still in his back pocket somewhere. Massive shout-out to Joe Gomez, who played that inverted role so well, brought it forward, won key challenges. Both not the best in the first 10, like 15, like the team, but after that, got better as the game went on. So huge, huge credit and shout-out, because... The praise should always be as loud as the criticism from anyone in that regard. You know, so much to like. It just felt like we took him and we had gears to go up. It showed that we could handle that rotation. We've been smart with it. They could not handle that Europa into the game on Sunday. So I think we just almost broke their will. But class told in the end, and it was a a good, good 3-1 to keep up the form right near the top of the table. Player, I know we talk about playing way in and out. It's tough because the Carabao's next. What I would argue is most did enough to keep their position in the league team, i.e. I don't think they will play in this one coming up. So we'll come to that shortly because if we talk about the threats Leicester offer, there's nothing to like about Leicester, is there? Them freaking horrible fans with the God Save the King song, Robert, all that nonsense. The horrible videos we say, listen, I know it's Carabao, but we want to beat these and beat these well. There's nothing to like about the fans. Players, they've got talent, as we know. Vardy, still the sort of wily old fox, isn't he? Dewsbury Hall, yes, it is a stately home, but yes, it get goals and assists to its name. And it's titles at the same time. They are at the top of the championship. Moreska's got them going well. So it's not going to be an easy game by any means. But the obvious threats are the old names. Vardy, Jewsbury Hall. I know some people will talk about Mavidi, those types of things. And Didi playing a slightly different role. But those were the two you'd naturally say to watch. So our formation and lineup, ladies and gents. Now, this, I think, is the, the rotation game for me, big time. And it will be interesting to, to see to what extent, I think. Will it be 11 changes? I'm not so sure. So here's how I think it will go. I think Kelleher comes in. I think Simicast comes in. I think Kwanzaa, I would like to see. I think that's a good test to give him that experience against the likes of Vardy, etc. I really do. 
I think one of Gomez and Matip stays in. I think Canate might get minutes in preparation because he didn't play, did he? So to get ready for Spurs at the following weekend. I think Joe Gomez stays at right back instead of Matip with Trent coming back in the Tottenham game. So I think it will be Gomez at right back, Canate, Kwanzaa, Simicast, Kelleher in goal. Midfield, I think you're full rotate here. So Endo, give him minutes, Harvey and Grav. Pretty much, if you think about it, like the, the last team. Up front, Diaz, Nunes and Salah is the top first choice front three for me right now. Great to see Jota on the score sheet and I think he starts here. I think Gapo needs minutes. Hopefully a goal for each of them would really help. And Ben Doak. What I would like to think is that first choice front three as well of Diaz, Nunes and Salah. I would like to think just one of them is in reserve. I mean that sincerely. Two of them, like Salah, give him the night off. Or Nunes, the muscle tightness, give him, you know, give him the night off. But one break glass in case of emergency. Maybe, maybe Diaz for me, but only one. And ideally, most Salah especially, nowhere near this one. So that's how I've gone. I'd like to see a 4-3-3, but it seems this inverted formation, whatever call it, is here to stay. And that leaves a final thing to the to the score, score as the prediction. I hope it doesn't go to extra time like this did when we last won the Carabao Cup or it was a hell of a game, so we went to you know, penalties. Or, let me correct that. I think it might go straight to, to penalties. I don't know if it is extra time, but either way, I want this done in normal time. Maybe let's just say that and show and everything I said there. Jota or Gakpo. I'd like to see one of those as our first scorer. Maybe that's Hart overhead on the score sheet. But I am going with a 2-1 victory with Gakpo or Jota to get the first. But yeah, an interesting one. Linders doing his Marmite press conference. Leicester, we all hate them because of their fans. So let's hope we're loving a Liverpool victory by the end of this. And that, ladies and gents was a post-conference special for Anfield Index. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.